everybody. It's Dave and Jeff. It is March 30th, 2022. I just want to say for the record, I'm disgusted by the sick and twisted mind of David Palais. Oh, okay. You sick bastard. We're sitting here getting ready to go on. So I walk in. I go, God damn. I'm tired. I know Dave's had a tough couple of days. So Dave's tired. So our initial plan was just to start the show with uh, uh, birthdays. How old are they and how much are they worth? And then just let all you fuckers figure it out. Hey, was this show like nine minutes? Well, we put everything up. You contact Patreon. What the hell? I'm all shaking my phone. It's not working. And then uh, we're watching MOB Network. Yeah. Right? Yeah, just a second ago. Just watch it a second ago. And some ad for like uh, Barbie comes on, Dreamhouse Barbie. And Dreamhouse Barbie says, boy, this is my dream house. I'd love to have it. And things spiraled out of control quickly. And then Big Don Carl walked in the room. And I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know. Dirty Knees Barbie. Dirty Knees Barbie. You better work for that dream house, baby. You're going to work for it, hot thing. Big Don Carl. Did they sell the kin sitting in the corner with his legs crossed, smoking a cigarette and watching? Crying. It's okay. <laughs> One tear coming down. Are his you guys cheek. okay? Do you need snacks? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened to this show. <laughs> oh, God. I said to Dave, I go, when, when this show's tired, it goes off the, the rails yes. very, very early. It does. Drunk so, and tired is when it yeah, gets craziest. So if you were expecting a complete breakdown, of uh you know joe biden's recent comments <laughs> or gas prices this ain't the show no shit no shit, no shit. you would crack me up dave and, huh. and i would definitely want to get into what happened yesterday as much as you wanted to your call on that but are you shocked you and i were here my buddy jimmy hughes told me today that he enjoyed a lot our live reaction <laughs> to the will smith uh uh chris rock situation are you shocked that we're in the absolute minority no. for how many people? No, here's here's a couple things. I'm glad you brought this up because I would have forgot. One is you got to give us a little bit of, of leeway on this. When we found out what happened, we didn't know what happened at the time. You're reading what happened. Yeah. So, look, it's not like we saw the whole thing break down until mm-hmm. it was kind of over. So you got to give us a little bit. We All we know is Chris Rock insulted his wife. Yeah. He went on stage. Hit him. We thought it was a punch. We didn't know it was a slap. Yeah. And then he screamed out, keep uh, my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. Twice. And so, yeah, we went, you know, we're all on the side of you defend family. Well, it, that wasn't yeah. exactly the way it went down after we turned off and watched everything and realized the way things went. And I don't know about you if you switch sides on this. Did you feel like you were switching sides? On- I'll, t- I'll tell you this right here. I'll say it to yeah. everybody here. I, I heard so many guys that I listened to that were so hurt and offended. Judd Apatow, that big bitch. Yeah, because he said can't he fight a cold. Said he could have killed him. Sure you could have. Who? He, Will? Yeah, he said Will could have killed him. Okay. okay, I thought you meant Judd said he could have killed Will. He was so mad at him. Yeah, I, I'm just saying this. Could have okay? killed him. Dave and I have not even take two steps back. Right. I'd be more concerned if I was Will that a guy nine weight classes below me took my best shot and didn't even flinch. You can't put him in any action films from now on. No one's going to believe that shit. God, no. Fuck His career's that. ruined. Yeah, he'll be doing uh He'll be in Finding Dory, too. He'll be the voice, the coral. Uh, but to me, I, I look at things, Dave. This is how we, we you and I go through life. We say there are people that when shit goes down, they're out there and they yeah. have your back, or there are people that watch the coats. Yeah. No, I, you know, Chris Rock probably did what was the right thing to do, but it's the second time he's taken a shot at J- Jada Pinkett. The whole reaction thing was weird watching Will, but I'll say this it's not even about that. To me, it's if there's trouble and you and your date are walking down the street. And somebody starts approaching you, a lot of the guys like Judd Apatow, if you're a female, you don't want to be on the street with Judd Apatow. not at all. Because he's going to try to talk it out. (laughs) You don't want to be on the street with Howard Stern or any of these other guys that were a complete bitch the last two days. To me, it's like, 
I don't know what happened with Will. I don't know what happened with Jada. I don't know anything about their relationship. All I know is that Will went up and said, that's it. Yeah. And all I know is the way I was raised was if there's trouble, I may not win, but I'll get a few shots in. Dave's going to get a few shots in. And I just, I say to anybody out there, who are you? When trouble's walking at you and your number is called, are you walking in or are you running? Because Judd Apatow's running, Scott Lewis, ah. <laughs> fuck it, eh? Does Scott Lewis freak out? Did he I go the other so. way too? That might, I might have that. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anyone in this town that would have gone the other way as far as the argument? I think everyone that we know would take a step backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, I think in our group, Brian yeah. Curry's walking forward. 100%. Dan Williams is walking forward. Al Taylor's walking forward. Right? Pete yes. Point Loma's walking forward. Billy's walking forward. Yes. Larry Thomas yeah. has seen more shit than that. Kenyatta's walking forward. All the people that we... Rose is walking forward. Yeah. Rose isn't taking any of that shit. It's on. Even Erica's walking forward. Goddamn right. Now listen, we're going to give her a little boost. <laughs> She'll be right on in On somebody's there. shoulders, like coming in the swimming pool. Yeah, we'll chicken just, fighting. Yeah, chicken fighting. <laughs> yeah, she'll be like, I thought we were out of here playing Marco Polo. <laughs> oh yeah, that little scrapper's in the middle of it. All the people that were there, yeah, at the theater. Laura Kane, she's right in the heat. Oh, yeah. So I'm, Laura's I, the first one to get arrested, right? Again, she's, she's gonna smack someone in the face and get arrested, right? Was there physical contact? Yes. Who so, was, what was the first thing you saw? The blonde girl. Yeah, so fuck it. <laughs> All I know is what I said to everybody who was so offended, yeah. right? Nan Pace is ready to shut down everything. I told Nan, if goddamn Chris Rock was up there making cracks about legendary Philadelphia Flyer announcer Gene Hart, I'm going up. She LOL. Don't fucking ever LOL me, please. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult. Treat me like an adult. Goddamn right. And I said to my kids the other day, I yeah. go, look, here's the thing. You learn early in life, you either have it or you don't. You yeah. either have it or you don't. I can tell by looking in someone's eyes. Right. Honestly, God, I can, oh, no, right away. It doesn't matter how big or small they are, I can tell if they're a fighter. Right. And to me, so if anybody says anything about Rita Palais, if anybody says anything about Meg Costa, Hannah Nancaro, uh, Megan, yeah, it's fucking go time, man. And it's go time... Shit, for any of the wives that we just mentioned, yeah, the husbands, lucky enough to be married to them, are probably fourth in line for getting at the guy who just made a crack at it behind all the other guys in the group and me. Yes. And and, and so, fuck, being, what the fuck are they going to do? You're going to take his privilege away so we can't hang out and see Lin-Manuel Miranda? God bless him. Who gives a shit? All I know is that when he got home, his fucking kid said, Dad, you're okay. That's all you answer to. And now the Academy is going to want a written response. Hey, here's my written response. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Fuck off is right. I'm a it, goddamn Academy Award winner. It's interesting how it did break down. John Boy did a great job of it. That was but, pretty wild. I mean, he did show that Will did laugh at the first joke. He did. And then when the camera went away, then they showed the look of Jada like, hey, you're going to let that go? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, fuck, I got to defend my wife. Like, he fucked up. Right. Guarantee he fucked up. I love how someone, this is crazy. Someone said, what's okay and not okay in Will, with Will Smith? They said she can take anything but a joke. Now, that no, seemed a little hard. No, but it's okay to fuck Jada, yeah. but it's not okay to make jokes about Jada. It's okay to fuck Jada, but it's not okay to fuck with Jada. Yes. <laughs> now, Dave, that doesn't seem Jimmy right. Kimmel's line on Monday was good. God. Did he see that one? No. He, he goes, I just want to point out. Spider-Man, Aquaman, and Catwoman were all there, and none of them did a damn thing. Nobody did a damn thing. Yeah. But I did say to my wife a couple hours later after we did the show, I was just sitting there, and we're watching a bunch of clips, and I'm watching, uh, I don't know what the fuck I was watching. She was, she was watching SWAT. I'm looking at my goddamn phone. Yeah. And I turned to her, and I said, you know what? I wish that didn't happen tonight. And I said, the reason I wish that didn't happen was it is hard to get a movie made. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes it doesn't take one year to put a movie together. Some people say they work on it for 20 years. And so many things go into getting a movie made. And this is the night of nights 
then anybody who had success or was recognized that night had it all taken away by that moment. How many people were watching, though? How many Dude, people? They said, well, they said it was crazy. Like, three million people were watching. What won best song? I have no fucking... Oh, what? I know. Billie Eilish won. Oh, did she? Yeah. It's good work. <laughs> I don't even know who won Actress of the Year or Best Female Actor. I guess I you can't say Chastain. actress, right? Okay. Jessica Chastain. Don't ask me the yeah. big Beth. I don't know. I didn't like see any, any of those movies. No, I didn't see shit. It's really the one year I haven't seen anything. Like, I try and root what? for one movie that yeah. I saw. We saw Jackass. Did yeah, we did Steve-O win anything? No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> they said, did the guy who did the original was for snake, Party Boy Chris, did he win? No, it was for... Rose a, voted for him and so did Laura Kane. Yeah. Categories with most dicks, they would have won. But no, that wasn't a category this year. <laughs> Holy fuck. Enough genitalia. Yeah. But anyways, I don't know. That's just how I look at my life. I'm like... You know, we're such a 24-hour news cycle. We are. Shit will be over in a hurry. But all these guys so offended. What do you Your want guy. from Will? What do you want from Will Smith, honestly? What could he possibly do to make you feel better? Yeah. Yeah, what's he going to do? That, now, they said the funny thing was, you know, what if they present together next year? <sighs> Chris Rock's like, bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> it hurts when a bus goes by. It hurts. When a bus goes by, It hurts. If you haven't watched John Stossel's... Yeah, you got to point out what you're talking about because it's, it's so fucking funny. It's John Stossel's recap with Barbara Walters. No, I know, I know what no, you're I saying. Know, but it, it is so... Every time you do it, it's funnier than the actual clip, though. Yeah, it's so great. It's it's the epitome of a guy who got emasculated. You think that's fake, huh? <laughs> ah. Get up. He pucks both his ears. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. I don't think he can hear now out of his ear. Oh, hey, That's kind of what Will did. He yeah. kind of went Dr. D. David Schultz. Dude, it was embarrassing to think a guy Will size couldn't sit there and knock him to the ground. Yeah, he had a little trouble. Yeah. I love those slap videos where the guys grab Dude, the handles. those are nuts. Yeah, and they knock each other out. Yeah. Will will never be in one of those. No, Will will never be uh, in one of those. But, yeah. So, hang on. People from Philadelphia are embarrassed. Will Smith from Philadelphia. God, they were like, Jesus. Where's, uh... hang on. I'm going to find this fucking okay. John Stossel clip because it's so great. Because he, he gets he gets smacked around. It was mid-80s, right, when this came oh, out? Oh, dude, yeah. Was it like, early 80s, mid-80s? Yeah, like uh, I think it's like around 85. Yeah, because I remember I was literally watching that with my parents. Yeah, Eddie Mansfield when he was talking about... Okay, so hang on. This is where it goes, Vince McMahon. Okay, here. <laughs> Dr. D. <laughs> Sorry, I could see the video. Yeah. Okay. Here. I've heard that this happened to you, and not until I saw it did I realize the impact of this. I hope nobody thinks that this was part of your story. You really were beaten by this man. Yes. Yes. I, I know that it's been difficult for you emotionally just to watch it. How is it physically? What What did you do after you? It just It just makes me mad. I mean, he hit me right on each ear. Uh, doctor now says I have ear damage that's probably permanent. My ears hurt uh, when there are loud sounds. Every time a bus goes by or people talk loudly, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. All I know is that if you're hanging out at a Dave and Jeff show party and shit starts getting a little wild, my yeah. man James Royal is going to be in there. Yeah. Right? We're looking pretty good. Yes. Right there. And everybody else, let's go. And we'll come out of it okay. But if you're at a goddamn Judd Apatow party <laughs> with Howard Stern and shit starts getting a little crazy, guess what you're doing? You're taking off your watch. Just take it. What else do you need? Don't hurt me. Fuck off. God, I'm so sick of the pussy nation. So just ask yourself. Either you got it or you don't. And Will Smith had it. I don't give a shit. Does he go down the front row and start cussing at uh, Chris Rock? Oh, it hurt. You know, this really hurt the integrity of the Oscars. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. We'll never be the same. 
Shut up. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> yeah. Does it help Chris Rock's career? They, no. they said he's selling out like crazy on this tour that starts tonight in Boston. Dude, I cannot even imagine what the last, when the hell were we here? Sunday? Yeah. God damn. How many times has he relived it? Oh, dude, it, it's, I, I think there's a part of him that has to love it. That has him? to, yeah, because I, so many people are taking his side. I think at first when it happened, he was thinking, oh, I fucked up. But now I'm thinking he, he knows the majority of people are on his side. And violence, there isn't a place for it. And everything else about poor Chris Rock. Yeah, like that everybody else tells Will Smith he should be able to take a joke about his wife. Yeah, you take right. a joke about your wife. Yeah, line your wife up. Yeah. Dave and I got a few things to <laughs> yeah. say. See how much you like it. Yeah, I, that's the funniest shit in the world, is that everybody has an opinion on what uh, Will Smith should do and what his tolerance level should be in regards to jokes about his family. Exactly right. right. Great, bring you, send us pictures of your kids. <laughs> we're just going to tee off. Is that what we're doing? That's our new bit? Yeah. Other than on uh, one guy uh, is off limits, and that's my main man, Dean Hunt. Oh, yeah. Well, that kid's a winner. He's a goddamn decathlon <laughs> winner. I love him. That kid's a champ, and uh, Richard Corp's son. Yes. Jackson, he's a champ. Yep. He's off limits. Anybody yep. says anything about that family, you're going to answer to us. Yeah, there's no kid that we're okay with. Come on. Ah, we can make fun said, of Jack you could, and Cade. You, you, know, you do it all the time, but there's no one else. Time. They don't care. There's no one else. You can't. No. You can't. Kids are off limits. You can't do that. That's I funny. Tell, as I so. tell you what. Let's start this way. Let's see how much you like it. Oh, shit. Put pictures of your pets up. Huh? Let me see your dumb cat, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ruffles. Let me see that asshole. <laughs> see, how like, see how much you like that. You like that? You like <laughs> it? Mr. Ruffles? <laughs> Fuck. How do you come up with that name, Mr. Ruffles? Right? Everybody's got a stupid fucking name for your cat. Put that shithead up on social media and let us tee off on him. All of a sudden, you'll be like, okay, okay, okay. Major point. Mr. Ruffles is off limits. <laughs> Okay, I get it. The next thing you know, that yeah. listener's just arrested for assaulting the counter worker at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> he did. I said I wanted three Chick-fil-A sauces. He put two in, and guess what? I answered the bell like you told me to. <laughs> Fucking bunch yeah, of sissies. That's the way it would go. That's exactly how it would go. Yeah. The whole thing is is nuts i mean the chris rock thing when it when it first happened someone called me out for saying you said good on there when you said <laughs> happened i said i did say good because yeah. that was my interaction with both those guys one guy was nice to me one guy wasn't yeah and then i was Will like smith was a, a charming individual he was super nice guy that's what but, i've heard yeah and then all of a sudden shit goes crazy what, what, should they have removed him? How crazy would it have been if they removed him from the Academy Awards when it happened? Well, and that's then what he I read, is that they said, hey, you need to leave. He's like, no, and they're like, all right. Oh, really? They, they, they yeah, told him to what leave. They, that's what they told the LA Times. Oh, fuck. Who fuck's running security at that place? All right, what would have happened? I've heard other comedians say that this is bad because now it gives people in the audience a chance to come up and, yeah. and crack you. Let's go. I like that. A little bit of a roller derby mentality. <laughs> and then... And then there are other people who, who will sit there and go, you know, what Will Smith did, it's, it's uncalled for and everything that you just said, does that hurt his career? Does Will Smith now have trouble finding roles? I don't think so at all, right? No. Got just one an actor of the year. Yeah, best actor. His price tag just went up. Tell you what, you know who paid the tab at, uh, at the right time? That little shit Don Rickles. Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. Don Rickles would have got the, his fucking eggs scrambled. Yeah. Right up on stage. I'll tell you another guy better fucking watch it. That little twerp Marty Short. <laughs> He's a little cute with the one-liners. Huh? You like that? You little fuck? Ah. Eh? <laughs> Who else? Marty Short. <laughs> I was thinking Don Rickles right away. That's exactly what I was going to say. Don yeah. Rickles, who was so funny. Yeah. Would have been would have been the first guy smacked around. Yeah, 
A lot of guys, man. That's true. We just go down to open mic night at the comedy store and we just do this with our fist into our palm. <laughs> Say it, pretty boy. <laughs> Dustin Nickerson. <laughs> Nicest guy in comedy. <laughs> Nicest guy in comedy. Just his nice jokes. Alan Seesaw right now is just like, what? <laughs> Hang on. We are not promoting violence on Dustin. <laughs> Dustin listens to the Eastern oh, East Traveling. He's probably on a flight to Seattle. Hey, God. I'm a very family-friendly show. You know it. He is. <laughs> my guy. Holy kid. Oh, my God. That is that is crazy. You know, you're right. 24-hour news cycle. This one's lasted a little bit longer, though. And yeah. because Chris Rock has stayed quiet, which is actually pretty smart. So he goes forward today and does his first comedy show in Boston. They said every one of these shows is sold out. And people want to hear what he's going to say. They want to go, this is going to be big news on Wednesday night when he talks about it, if he talks about it. Now, he kind of has to talk about it, right? You kind of have to open with it. Fuck yeah. It's like, what have you guys been up to? I mean, it's definitely, he's been the main story in the news when it comes to entertainment since Sunday. It has to be Chris Rock. Right. So, I am interested to hear what he says. Yeah. And Will Smith did eventually come out and do the apology. I thought the... Denzel Washington thing was interesting when he said the devil comes out like when you're at your highest. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, did you just call Chris Rock the devil? Oh, <laughs> he's, he's the friend of mine, uh, Candace says, Dave, they're trying to mow your grass right there. They're trying to steal your bit. How about you're the one and only devil? Nobody <laughs> is worse than you. Don't get your feelings hurt. How about the idea when the first clip up didn't take more than two hours? Every event in Los Angeles turns into a Dodger game. <laughs> Like he's sons of bitches. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's fucking true. So I don't know. I I mean, I think Will Smith comes through. What? Who? Right now, everybody's trying to book Will Smith on their show, right? Yeah, both guys. Where I do mean, you think? Where do you huge. think Will Smith goes first? Oh boy, I would say he. You know, all those guys act like they're friends. You know what I mean? Like he always Alan. acts like his friends with Jimmy Kimmel and all those guys. And to go to Allen and cry, I could see him going Jimmy Kimmel first. To not be honest with you, L.A. I could see Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's had Jade on a million times. I know Jimmy Fallon and probably friends with him too, but Corden. No, they're too late. Yeah. You got to go somewhere where, where I don't know. It's a big game. Robin Roberts. <laughs> I could see him doing that. Good morning, America bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him doing that. If he wants to be taken seriously, that's what he, that's probably what he would do. Yeah. Good morning, America. Yeah, it was straight hand. Call. Yeah. Stephanopoulos, right? Yeah. All those. That's pretty good, right? Who do they have on? I don't know who's on the, the Today Show. There, oh, Gail King's still on CBS, dude. That's the Oprah connection. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. watch, oh, watch her, Oprah do a special. She'll show up. Yeah, Oprah will just do an hour special. Push Harry and Meghan out of there. Come on, get out, get out, get out. Come on, get the fuck out. <laughs> Did Oprah ever says fuck? Uh, right now, when he's tr- trying to get Will and Jada in there. Now, what you do is you get uh, get the fuck out. Come on. Enough out of you. You've had enough. Come on. Scram. Fuck out of here. Jada, come on in, baby. You okay? You okay? You okay, pretty lady? I like Jada. I've always thought Jada's cool. Yeah. I don't know if I was a huge Jada fan. I mean, even before this, I just, I don't know. I, they, they did an interview with Oprah years ago that uh, turned me off, the whole family. I was oh, like Will Smith. Yeah, it was a whole thing I about like him. how everybody in the family had to do something, how they were all going to be stars. And if you're in this family, you have to basically be a star. And you know, for having kids, you can think of whatever you want about what your interests are and what you introduced your kids to. Right. Guess what? Some are football players and some are piano players and some are neither. Yeah. And you're going to sit there and what, put pressure on your kid or make their lives miserable because they don't like the same things you like? Yeah, good. So to sit there and go on Oprah and put all that pressure on those kids that they also have to be famous actors or singers or dancers, it was, it was a lot. I thought it was just uh, a lot. I was kind of turned off by the whole damn thing. That's too bad. Yeah. I, I, well, I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. But I like Chris Rock a lot too. But I just know, right? You ever heard the saying, you little mouse writing checks your body can't cash? I'm dying to know what David Spade said to him. David Spade had to just roast him nonstop. God, that whole group. Yeah. Well, David Spade got the shit kicked out of him by his assistant. Remember? Yeah, got, well, while he, he was sleeping. Yeah, while he was sleeping. Yeah. Welcome to the club. 
Welcome to the emasculated club. Yeah, exactly right. That's what happened. Yeah. God, that whole fucking... Dude, they got that whole... Oh. You know who would have been great right now? God rest his soul. The great Norm McDonald. Yeah, so I was thinking of Norm, too. That's funny. You Norm would have fucking... Dude, Norm would have just called and just fucked with you. If you're Rock, you got to go on Stern. That's probably the place to go, right? That's a good call, too. Yeah, Rock and Stern are really close. As yeah. I said, they sit with each other at Knicks games all the time. Oh, because, well, Stern's already on his side. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But it's like, look, I'll, I'll give a perfect story, okay? Perfect story. So a very, very close friend of mine who will remain nameless, out of respect to him. We're at Yogi's one night. No, I wasn't even there. This is the story. Sorry. I I've, heard, there. I've heard the story so many times, but I don't want to get the story wrong. I wasn't there. I've heard it so many times, though. So my buddy is there with my other buddy, Cheech. Yeah. And Cheech told me this story every day because he goddamn loved it. Okay? And it's a little bit of the same story. So they're playing Golden Tee. You know the golf game? Yeah. And they're in the back of Yogi's. And a guy walks in, and he's got a white shirt and a gray vest on. So my buddy, not Cheech, the other one, yells across the bar, Hey, who invited the waiter? <laughs> the guy in the gray vest and the white shirt calmly just walks in the back and punches my friend. <laughs> just for that line? Yeah. Squarely right in the face. My buddy Cheech said he's never laughed harder in his life. And my buddy's like, hey, what the hell was that for? You know what it was for. <laughs> you ran your fucking mouth and you got one time. Okay. You said, <laughs> who invited the waiter? And the waiter promptly walked back and fucking answered the bell. Oh, good shit. <laughs> now, did my buddy, you know, threaten yeah. a lawsuit? No. Did Cheech yell at him and go, hey, get out of here, waiter? No. It's old-fashioned guy code. You run your fucking mouth and you cross the line, somebody may fucking punch you in that same mouth. That's what happened to my buddy for 30 years. And he's like, I know. I was an idiot. Now, it didn't happen on national TV. I don't even know if that's worth getting punched in the face for. <laughs> like, it wasn't that bad of a line. Well, I mean, he didn't say, hey, they, it's the waiter, the guy whose mom I fucked last night. It wasn't that. No. It was like, who invited the waiter? That was it. And he took one right in the face. Guy wasn't in the mood for his shit. Good God. We goddamn one-timed him. No. Where's my cat? I need to hold it. Yeah, where's Mr. <laughs> Ruffles? Where the fuck is Mr. Ruffles? <laughs> and so now, when buddies get together at the holidays... It's about every other year that fucking story comes yeah. up. Hey, what the hell happened that night? <laughs> Is that you guys play it like that? Yeah. Oh, you assholes. Hey, that was bullshit. It <laughs> would be great if you could find that guy and break him one yeah. time. Look who it is, the Look waiter. Look who it is. And he's got a new purple vest. Hey, who invited Donnie Osmond? Bang! Oh! Yeah. You fucking run your little mouth. Oh Jesus! You better get. You better be ready. <laughs> that's, that's, that's you know. Sorry that I have the background of growing up in Cardiff, but that's how we do shit there. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's all. Okay. My buddy, he got his. He got. Oh my god! Yeah, the kid in the gray vest answered the call. Oh my and we god. all just laughed, and then it was over. He just walked away. Got linguini. <laughs> my buddy got a bag of ice. Shut his big mouth for another two nights. That's what happens. Oh, my God. That poor guy. Look at that. One punch to the face, one smart-ass line, and he can't outlive it. It's there with him forever. Gonna be there forever. Oh, my God. How about the people that said he had a pad on? Did you see that yeah, bullshit? Yeah, I saw that bullshit. That was all make. Come so on. Stupid. We've seen that clip a hundred times. That's ridiculous. I know. That's ridiculous. Now, what if he... Let me ask you one final thing. Yeah. This. If he just clips him and then just goes down, sits down... Yeah. And just kind of gives him the old-fashioned, like, points at his eyes and then points people at... People would have said it would have said even more so that it was fake. So many people want to believe that was fake. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, if he didn't say... But, I mean, I'm like, 
first of all, Chris Rock cussed on ABC, and then Will Smith went above and beyond with two F. Well, we the thing that we were playing was the overseas yes. uncensored, either from Japan or Australia or something. Yeah, but yeah. that's what it was. But yeah, but still, you're like, whoa, you know, if you're ABC, you're going, holy cow, dude. Here's the thing is the story would have been honest to God that Venus Williams breast was hanging out. Yeah. That remember I kept saying, why do they keep putting Oscars across the TV? Yeah. I, I went back and rewound it and, and froze the picture. Yeah. And there sure enough, her left boob was hanging right out. That would have been the talk. Yeah. No one's talking about it. I know. Janet Jackson's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How do you not know? Like if you're one of those girls, we all see those girls in those dresses. You're like, man, that thing's almost flying out. And sure enough, man, love boobs hanging right out while they're sitting there talking about how great the movie was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, dude, I love those two, man. I, I told you the boobs or the girls. No, Venus and Serena. Oh. Seeing them in La Costa, yes, interacting with kids. God, they're cool, man. And well, yeah, I love that movie. By the way, I didn't see it. I heard it was great, dude. It's great. It is really good. And Will Smith is great in it. Yeah, and then yeah. Richard Williams came out and ripped Will Smith too. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't happy either. Well, that that would be the thing. All kidding aside, Dave, like I'm sure that no matter what is said by you know late night shows yeah. or Judd Apatow, fucking gay, <laughs> uh, I would think that would be yeah, in very very impactful. And yeah. yeah, when they come out and the family, yeah, man, ah, yeah, that's. That's where that hurts, man. You're like, I'm trying to do the right thing by my family, and I upset that family. Yeah, yeah that that's the one that's tough. Yeah, no, but, I, uh, absolutely. But it, yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't take away from an incredible performance. He was great. He's yeah. so good in that movie. Yeah, it's worth seeing for sure. I think no. it was on HBO Max. Yeah, no, I, I, I gotta catch it. I gotta uh, I gotta catch. I know it's one of those things on my list of things that people always tell me you gotta watch. There's so many things that people tell you to watch, right? That people yeah. say they just stop reading. They're like, oh shit, there's too much stuff on TV. I used to be a big reader. Now I don't even read anymore because I'm trying to catch up to everything. Uh, Craig Gelson doesn't help. Oh, God damn Tells it. you 8 million things to watch. Guys, this one's outstanding. It's on Dynamo TV. And we're like, who the fuck's got Dynamo TV? Dude, he did one day. <laughs> he did one the other day. Yeah. Where I, Did you hear him the other day on there? No. He did one the other day and he goes, here's a show that I enjoy a lot. And I'm going to let everyone know the kids need to be asleep. If you can deal with dongs. <laughs> you know, Jesus, like, what? There's a bunch of naked men. And I was like, what? We just saw Jack. That's what I'm like. Put the kids away. My wife and I love watching it. And I'm like, what? Well, no matter what you say, Nick's, I'm not watching. Evil Knievel can be in it. I'm not watching. Right. Evil Knievel, <laughs> Jacqueline Smith, and Pam Greer yeah. could be in it. And I'm not watching. I'm already out. I'm already out. Good God. Okay, Elston. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. Get a hold of yourself in your pug. Enough. God, right. Enough. Craig's pet is off uh, limits because I love, uh, if we see pictures of Craig's pug, Yeah, we don't make any jokes. We'll make jokes about your cat, but Craig's pug is off limits because I love him because he's always got pictures of his son with the dog. Yes. And that little boy is just the coolest. Yeah, so absolutely. We've never met him. But uh, no, great kid, great, great guy. Craig is a good dude, even though we rip each other all the time. He's a good dude. Well, Craig and I were, I was texting with him. I actually texted him the other day because he did a thing when he used to do. I used to love Craig's weekend show on 1090. I've always thought he was really, really good as a host and doing baseball. He's always good. And uh, he used to have this dude on the show, Jonah Carey. Jonah was a baseball writer for The Athletic and a couple of different outlets. And they had a really good energy. Like, I, I told Craig, he used to book a few guys on that Saturday show. He would book Marty Lurie, who, yeah. who's done the Giants pre and post game forever and would always talk Bay Area baseball and was just a really good baseball guest. That I, I don't know where, how Craig put it together, but... Those two, I always enjoyed, right? Yeah. Like you just, they sounded like two friends talking baseball. And then Jonah Carey was another guy yeah. that would be on with Craig on the weekends in 1090. And so you and I are in San Francisco. We're at Super Bowl 49. 50, actually. Yeah, that was 50. It was 50. So we're in the city. 
We're outside the Moscone Center. You remember this? hundred percent. And we finished the show and we're walking and we see this dude in a Montreal Expo jacket. Yep. And I said to you, I go, hang on, man. We got to introduce ourselves to this guy. So I went up. I said, hey, Jonah. And he turned around and he's like, yeah. And I said, hey, we're Dave and Jeff. We do sports talk in San Diego. I said, I always enjoy when you're on with Craig. And I said, I just want to say hi. Love your work. And he goes, hey, you guys on the air? Let's go do an interview. Remember that? Yes, I it did. was so funny. Yeah. And we were like, oh, man, no, I, I don't know if we were done or done for the day. But we just talked baseball and engaged and engaging guy. This guy is now in prison for domestic abuse Jesus. and all of these horrendous, terrible, terrible crimes. Yeah. And I sent a text to, to Craig and I was like, dude, right? And I said, you know, Craig, it was from your show that I learned this guy talking baseball. Dave and I had a really fun interaction with him in the Bay. I go, fuck, who would know? And Craig said the same thing. He goes, man, it just tells you, right? You never know. And just what terrible, terrible crimes yeah. he committed. And you're like, yeah, it just, it's awful. Wow. So, but yeah, just, you were mentioning Craig and I was just, the Jonah Carey story is just, God, it gives you the chills really, really bad. Absolutely, so. absolutely. And I blame Craig because <laughs> uh, I don't like being associated with those kind of people. And so I felt yeah, like you I, did. You introduced yourself to him. And I felt like I was in a safe zone, and I'm shocked Dave and I didn't get assaulted right down the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> Goddamn Carl Malden's in the ground. He's not going to fucking save us. Well, yeah, I don't know. Remember Streets about. of San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, it was a little before my time, but I know the show. I know the show. Wasn't Michael Douglas on that show? Like, you tell me that guy wasn't a fucking, huh? He wasn't a puss sound, right? No, he was a coxman. Completely. Yeah. And his old man was probably jealous. <laughs> you doing the voice. <laughs> no, I can't do that. I was fucking around. Oh, uh, my God. And then one final thing. Yeah. I finished Matt Coyle's book, Doomed Legacy, yeah. tonight. It's so goddamn good. Okay. It's great. It'll come out in November. Yes. But I would just say to anybody reading the Coil books, and I think most of you follow my advice, um, Coil will say read any of the books in any order. You really don't. The The main character, Dave, is a detective named Rick Cahill. Yeah. All the books take place here in San Diego with occasional trips to Santa Barbara or Monterey. But same thing. It's all local... Uh, landmarks that you all know, especially if you've been here. How many things happen at Hotel Circle? Uh, every now and then, a few. Padres Pub? Yeah, Padres Pub. No, they're all modern day, so fucking Padres Pub is closed, unfortunately. But um, read them in the arc. Read them from the start to finish. Start with yesterday's Echo, because it's it's you see the change in the main character. And I feel like if you jump around and read the books out of order, you're going to miss where you see what happens. And he clearly explains in each book the battles that the main character is fighting. But it's just, I'm so happy that so many of you have jumped on this bandwagon, uh, and they're so good. So I talked to Coyle tonight for a little bit and said, uh, I was really, really happy for him. So as we get closer to November, uh, I'm sure, I don't know, he and I usually try to do at least one thing either on his podcast or somewhere else. But uh, for all of you that love Matt Coyle and you've been reading the books, the newest book uh, that is coming out in November. And I goddamn, I don't know what my problem is. Doomed Legacy. I cannot remember this one's title forever. But Doomed Legacy is the next book in the series coming out in November. And it's it's really, really good. good Congrats deal. to Matt. Good deal. Yeah, Matt's a really good guy. So, um I wanted to mention this and it's going to transition into something. I I just, I've had so many people ask me weird questions of late. Yeah. And I was saying this to Coyle today. Um, I called him and I said, I don't know what happened to people. Like, I just, I don't know where we've kind of lost the line of respect and, and not crossing the line. I had a friend, a really good friend, say, hey, how does it work with Matt? Now, does he get paid per book? Does he get a flat fee? I go, you know, shockingly, I don't ask him. I don't ask to see his W-2 every year. <laughs> I go, well, how the fuck do I know how he gets paid? Why do I know? Why, why would I ask that? People are always concerned about money. They're they always, always concerned. They always want to know. How much money does somebody make and how does it work? And then, uh, 
you know, we had a situation which we're going to transition into for as long as you want. But yesterday was an incredibly difficult day for the Palais family. I've had so many people that have reached out with, uh, I know your heart's in the right place, but respectfully saying, how's Dave doing? Oh, it's goddamn great. He's just, oh my God. Kid hit the lot. What do you think? Like, every I day, think their like, heart's in the right place. It is in the right place. Yeah. But then it's, well, how did they find the drugs? How did they know that guy? Yeah. I could, let's just. Yeah, I'll uh, clear everything up right now. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be happy to because you're, you're, there are so many things that transition to what happened from you know, that night, first of all, October 29th and October 30th and everything that went through. And then even being in court yesterday, I'll, I'll explain everything because a lot of it was false. And so I'll explain real, real quick. I'm going to jump, jump almost right to the part people want. So we've been told for a long time sentencing was coming. Um, how, but how many times has it been postponed? Because a year and a half. Fuck. A year and a half because of COVID. COVID outbreaks in prison. So it keeps getting pushed back. And Sean Walchef brought up a good point to me today. He said, you know what? You're lucky it didn't happen a year and a half ago because you would have had to do this through Zoom. Oh, shit. You right. know, or with your mask on. They wouldn't have seen the motion. You know, you wouldn't have had a chance to be in the same courtroom as, as the person. So has this guy been in custody the whole yeah. time? Yeah, he's been, he's been in prison for two years already. Okay. He's already served two years. Gotcha. So as, as everyone knows, um, on October 29th, Jake, through social media, was seeking a Xanax pill to make it through the night. So my last conversation with Jake going back to that night was Jeff and I did a show just like we're doing now. 29th. Yep, and I went up to uh, his room, and I was talking to him, and he was talking about going to the doctor the next day, and he was suffering from seizures. When uh, when the weather got warm, Jake was sort of having seizures, and he said he had a seizure on that same day, and he was always afraid to go to the doctor for these seizures. He started hap- happening, um, happening to him about three months prior, and um, he was afraid of losing his driver's license. That's why he didn't want to go to the doctor. And I just said, Jake, you, you got to go. I mean, this is serious. It's not normal to have a seizure. And then he would have these seizures that would last like 30 seconds. And then he would have to sleep like eight hours. Like it just took a ton out of him. And Dave, just one thing on that. Yeah. I'll try to stay out of this as much no, as I can. But right. just a couple of things. Because people might have questions that you're saying. I believe at that time, he was trying to establish roots in a few different things. Yeah, and I was. believe he was working for Ray. Yep. And I believe he was also trying to get out and do open mic nights. Yeah, he was doing comedy nights. And, and he was coaching or- baseball. Yeah, so in order to do that, and really, when you think about, we've told the story a lot, he had had his troubles in the past, but he had really turned a corner for a lot of things and was starting to build a base that he could grow from. Yep. And I, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of those things were important to him. And anybody who fights depression, you get what I'm saying. There are things that you have during the course of your day that bring you balance. And if you lose those things, it can take everything that you've built and it can bring you back to square one. Yeah. So you understand when Jake's talking about the importance of keeping that driver's license so he can keep the routine to go yeah. to the job, to go to the open mics, to go to the coach. hundred uh, percent. And he got that driver's license late. So Jake right. was 20 years old. He got his driver's license around 18 and a half. So for him, it was a big deal to finally do it. I mean, graduated from high school. He got his driver's license. He's moving in the right direction where his life had stalled because of the depression. Then, as you said, he was doing open mics and he was, he was doing really, really well. And uh, on that Friday, he was told he couldn't go on because he wasn't going to sell drinks because he wasn't old enough. He wasn't 21. And they wouldn't put him on when they told him he was going to be on. And he got depressed. He was really upset. And so he's like, these people have called me. They've asked me to come on a bunch of times. I kill it. Now, all of a sudden, they won't put me on on a Friday night. And you can understand why the club wouldn't. But it didn't matter to him. He was, he was, his feelings were hurt. So he was supposed to speak that Saturday the, before he passed at the suicide prevention walk. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he made that, that video that went crazy about, yep. which you told me about, I didn't even know. He just made a video about his battle with depression and how it's okay to seek help. So what I had done was I had talked to him because we had raised money in August for a handful of charities. And one of them was suicide prevention. And who would have known uh, between Jake's passing and a few months later, Erica taking her own life. And also remember my dad killed himself well, right before Jake. That, that's what I was just getting at. So we had raised money for suicide prevention in in the name of Dave's father for Lou. Yeah. And and because Jake had been there, 
and had attempted it and thankfully had not been successful. When he and I had gone to that dinner, we went to watch the Canelo fight and spent the day together uh, while you guys were in New York. I was telling him, listen, I get invited to a bunch of different things uh, by the suicide prevention people. But I said, Jake, you have a different story that I don't have. And even though I've dealt with different things, I've never been, as I always say to this point, suicidal. I hope uh, that stays the case. But I said, they would like you to tell your story. And he yeah. had done the video and he said, I'll do it. So I had said to the people that had reached out to us, they were like, hey, do you want to speak? And I said, no, but Jake will. And I said to him, I go, dude, I'm going to be right off stage. Yeah. Like, you're cool. I'll introduce you and we'll go. And that was the Saturday. Lisa Ann had come down, was part of it. Yeah. And uh, and then. We saw so many good friends. So right. Donna, saw so many people. Right. Matt. And a bunch of the other guys that came up uh, and shared their story. And it was a pretty moving day out at Liberty Station. Yep. But we were all sad by the fact that Jake wasn't there to tell his story. Yeah, exactly right. So um, so Jake seeks out this Xanax pill. And uh, the last conversation I had was, you know, going to the doctor tomorrow. He was He was fine. He wasn't arguing with me. He was laying in his bed. He was playing video games online with a group of friends and um he said you know i'll see you tomorrow and i said i'll see you tomorrow love you dad boom that was it and i imagine shortly after is when he took that pill that ended up having fentanyl on it that ended up killing him so <clears throat> as everyone knows you know he passed away my wife found him the next day and josh and i were at work and unfortunately my wife left for work early that morning because jake wasn't working that day we thought mm -hmm. jake was just sleeping but I did call my wife during the day and said, hey, have you heard from Jake today? Because every day Jake stayed home, he would take a picture with Sugar mm -hmm. and himself, and he didn't send it to me. And I was concerned. Well, she she's the one that, you know, found him. And then you were here that night, so you know everything that, that went through. So not to spend too much time on that. So they the police and uh, get involved, of course, to figure out what happened. We found out it wasn't a suicide, which I'll be honest with you, I'm grateful it wasn't. Um, and so as the police get involved and they start tracking things down, they take Jake's phone, they take Jake's PlayStation, they take anything that would have uh, a way for him to communicate. Jake didn't know the person who, who gave him the pill. Okay. That for only, they met one time and that was the time the guy delivered the pill, contacted him through Instagram. Someone mm -hmm. told him, this is a guy. I know a guy. This is the guy. This guy came to the house, gave him the came Xanax, here? came here to the house. Wow. Gave him the Xanax pill. He had it. I, if, if I would have flipped the lights on, I wonder if I would have seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but I've seen it on the nightstand. But the lights were off, and he was playing games in the dark. I didn't even think to look. He wasn't in that place. I didn't have to. I didn't right. have to check on Jake. So um, we go through the we go through the that whole process of okay, they didn't know each other, and um, to the point they find the person who it was. They realize the guy had crossed state lines. That he knew Jake died and continued to sell the same tainted pills. So he didn't give a shit. Jake died. And so that was huge. He, from here to Kansas, this is how far it wow. went. It went across state to state. So this guy crossed state with fentanyl, weapons, and meth. And, wow. and did not give a shit if anybody died. Okay. So now it's a federal case. Okay. So now we're dealing with not only the police here in, in, in San Diego Chula Vista, but also... Uh, the, the federal police. And this has been a, a big thing going on for a long time. A lot of people worked really hard for us and for um, the, this whole breakdown. I know there are a lot of people involved outside of Jake. It's just our story. We've made it public. We decided to share the story so other families don't go through what we're going through because it, it's terrible. We could have, just be honest, just, just not said a word. I think my mm -hmm. wife would have preferred that we just kept it to ourselves and mourned by ourselves. But I said, look, this is awful. We don't want anyone else to do this. And We've shared the story. You can take it any way you want. Trust me, nobody wants to be known for this shit. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to experience this. This is draining as can be. Um, Kathleen Bade and the people at Fox 5 and anyone else that has talked about it has been outstanding. Um, they've always put us and Jake in a, in a great light, which is uh, very appreciative of, of us, that, that we understand that they're looking out for the benefit and the storyline isn't really us. It's the next family. So... Um, it comes down now to here we are March 29th and we know the day is finally coming. We're going to address this guy in court. And in my mind, a bunch of things were, I don't want to get arrested that day. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I honestly, I offered and said, I will change his sentence for 10 minutes. I just want 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 100% serious when I say that. And they said, will you guarantee he'll come out alive? And I said, 100% I will not. Yeah. And um, they go, well, that's why we don't allow this to happen. But I was in court. I was thinking, I'm going to run over and get at least one good punch in his heart. It's like, I don't give a fuck if I get arrested. I just want him to feel some of my anger and frustration on what you did to my family. And um, I have to write out, we're told what, you know, write everything down just in case you aren't able to finish what you want to say. Someone else can read it. Rita's supposed to, Rita decides she's going to write something. Josh writes something. I write something. Rita goes first. Josh goes. I go. Um, ton of people showed up. We didn't tell people about it. It wasn't one of those we were looking to say, let's fill the courtroom with the people that love Jake. That wasn't it. But all of a sudden, there are, you know, 20, 25 people there supporting us. And that was uh, extremely nice and very surprising. And, um, you know, it, it, it was great. I mean, you, you could feel the love for the people, be, you know, that were there with us. So, <clears throat> we, we do appreciate that for anyone who's listening right now, how much it meant to us. We go into the courtroom and I see the guy, the guy is about six, three, three fifty. big dude, just a big dumb dude. I'll be honest with you. Not like he's in shape, not like on those prison bodies in the movies, just a big goofy looking John candy looking guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the, the sheriff or whoever the hell the guy is that, that watches him, you know, to make sure that he's not going to do something stupid bailiff. Whatever. I don't think, I think it's someone else. It wasn't a guy in the court. It was a guy that the escorts him from the prison oh, back and okay, forth. Gotcha. This guy, dude, no offense, was a twerp, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if he's hearing this, I'm sorry, dude, but I, there's no way you're stopping me. I'm going right through that fucking guy. That guy was, you know, five, seven, 150 pounds. There's no way that dude was going to stop me. Yeah. And, I, and I was fuming. I mean, I turned beat red and wanted to, to go right over there and, and take my shot. I, I said, I could get to him from here. I can get to him is what I kept thinking. So we, um, we walk in there and um, Rita goes first. And as soon as she says, uh, good morning, your honor, I'm Rita Palais. I'm Jake Palais's mother. She breaks down, you know, just saying I'm his mother. The lady who was the defense attorney for him um, went first. And uh, look, I know your wife's a public defender. She's much better than this lady. Mm-hmm. She, the us and ahs and not being prepared to mispronounce Jake's name every time. Jesus Christ. Threw me through the roof, dude. I was fuming. Rita goes, and she talks, and she cries. She made it through. It did a great job. Josh goes. I had no idea what any of us were, what they were going to say. Josh goes, and, and it was it was heart-wrenching. You know, when he says, today I feel like a loser. I lost my brother. I lost my best friend. I lost my best man. And, you know, you're, you feel the pain from your, your wife and your son. And then I go and I straight out say, this lady over here, I, wa- oh, I-, I want to tell you, his name was Jacob Pelle. Good. It's disrespectful for you to mispronounce his name. We're talking about a human being, talking about my son, and you can't even get his name right. It's, I was super pissed that Good. they wouldn't get his name right. I go, yeah. you're that, 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 that fucking, fucking lazy? Yeah. Whether, whether you're on our side or not, you can't get his name right? Right. Fuck you, man. Yeah, fuck you. I was super pissed. And so <clears throat> I go through it. I talk the longest. And... um they each had like a, a page, page and a half, and, and mine was about eight pages. Wow. But I went through it. I described him as a human being. I wanted yeah. to tell his story. I want to say this is what he was about. This is where things went bad in his life with depression. This is where he reached out. This is what he was doing as far as helping kids and giving back and the suicide awareness and uh, trying to help kids get scholarships and how so many of the people Jake's been around are, are now professional baseball players and, and still kids that he coached that were little at the funeral are now getting full rides or with one kid is supposed to get drafted in the first round this summer. Jake would have loved to have seen it. So we go through the whole, whole deal. And as I'm talking and my wife was talking also, the judge starts crying. I've never seen that in my life. I've never seen it in the movies, never seen it in TV, never heard of such a thing. The judge starts crying. Really? Yeah. As soon as she related to Rita, I think as a mom, as mm-hmm. soon as I told the stories about, you know, for me, the two things that, that get me the most since Jake has passed are one just thinking about the fact josh won't have a best man at his wedding because i already know he's not going to bring anybody up right kills me breaks my heart that he won't have a best man two my wife cries almost every night she falls asleep she doesn't know it she cries in her sleep almost every night and she always says i never dream about jake and i'm like you're dreaming about jake you just don't remember yeah do you know what it's like to lay next to your wife to listen to her cry every night 
in your sleep that your heart's that broken that you you break down and cry every night and i it it's it's terrible and i just get up and i walk the house and i sit there and i can't sleep myself and nothing i can do and i just wait for the sun to come up and it's like this almost every day and you just go fuck it's never going to be better you know we're going on you know in, in october will be four years believe it or not it's never better now than it was that night that you were here and you sit there and you go all right how's this affected us and i let them know how it's affected all of us what it's done to rita what it's done to me what it's done to josh for me I think I've shared this story. I don't know if I've shared it on there, but I've shared it with you. I literally take 10 medications every morning. I look like an old man taking these goddamn pills, and they're mostly for heart attack and stroke. I'm on heart attack and stroke medicine. For someone that's supposed to be in good health, man, the insides are a mess. And my blood pressure's to the roof. I wear a watch that has a 911 button on it, and it's insane that I have to sit there and go, fuck, is this the rest of my life? Like, did I die when Jake died? Yeah, that's how I feel. And my days go like this, and I'm not to scare any of, any of you before I say this, because I think I scared a lot of people in that courtroom that loved me and cared about me, including my own son and wife who never knew, but I shared it yesterday. I wake up every day. I cry every morning, almost immediately. Um, the night's in the same way. I try and turn my head off the best I can, and I, a lot of times I can't, and that's what keeps me up all night. But I cry every night before I go to bed, and at some point during the day, I honestly wish I was dead too. Every day. And again, I'm not suicidal. I'm not going anywhere doing going to hurt myself because I have Josh and I have Rita. But I'm telling you, the depression that sits in with this and knowing your kid's not here is brutal. And anyone who's ever had a kid that has gone to like sixth grade camp and you freak out when they're gone for five days, think about when it's permanent. And, you know, Michael Wiggs' family was there yesterday too. And I figured that was hard on them too. And um, it was it's tough. When you lose a child, I don't wish on anyone. I tell people don't even think about it but it's much worse than you can possibly imagine. And I do appreciate everyone that reached out yesterday. I know I didn't get back to so many people. I just saw right before you walked in, I saw Padre Geekster wrote a really nice note to me and I appreciate it. I saw it. I saw them all. I just didn't write back to everybody. It was, just, it was, it was overwhelming. It was a lot. It took a lot out of me reading them. Um, so we, we, the judge comes and says, look, um, nothing that's going to happen today is going to, um, solve anyone's problems. You know, they ask if we want restitution. No, there's no money. I don't want jack shit from you. Fuck off. I don't give a shit. There's nothing that you can give me that's going to help me today. And the judge um, not only gave him the max, gave him even more and went on. So it's about 16 years. Now, as, as I said to the judge, look, whatever sentence you give today, his argument was trying to get reduced to 10 years, which would have pissed me off. But the 16 years, I'm looking at it going, this guy's going to be out in his mid-30s. You know, like, because he already has time served. Yeah. So he's going to probably be at around 37 years old, I'm guessing. And I'm going, you know, no matter what happens, you know, he gets 16 years. We, we got life. And that's where we're at. We got life. We, we lose. And um, as I heard his story and everything that went on, I, I felt like when it was over, it was a bad it was a bad day all the way around. It wasn't a great day for us that we got the max sentence. It wasn't a good day for him. And and as I know his story, I blame his mother. You know, I blame his mom. His he was at 18 months old. He was basically taken over by his aunt and uncle who watched over him because his mom was a drug user. Mm. I heard I heard it was great. I've known met more people today that actually knew that kid when he was a kid mm. and said he was a sweet boy. And then he turned crazy when his mom took him back over and he started dealing drugs for her fuck and he was dealing drugs for her like she was go out and make me some money and then she was using drugs and he was selling drugs and he was just a big dumb guy when he was talking i'm like the guy the person that should be serving the sentence is his mom and you sit there and you say um if he had a different childhood maybe this kid would have gone a different direction but you know what he crossed the line not only so far with what he did to jake and to other people and the crossing the state lines with firearms and meth and fentanyl, I understand his punishment 100% and agree with it. And I asked for the maximum sentence, but I'm thinking his life could have been so much different if he had a different mom because his dad told him there are two things to live in my house. They're split up. You can't steal and you can't do drugs. And he goes, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. That's what he told his dad. I can make more money doing it my way. Told his aunt and uncle who tried to take care of him. Um, I can do it my way, but his way was the shortcut. And that was his mom's way, which 
has led to a, a life in prison. And then whatever he gets when he comes out, if he comes out, I don't know how it works, how, what happens to him, but I don't wish him any, uh, I don't wish him as far as uh, getting better or being fixed when he gets at anything. He, he harmed our family forever. That family harmed our family forever. And the people that he had on his side of the courtroom, there was no reaction. There was no love. There was no nothing. Their people on my side were all bawling. They were crying the entire time. The people on his side, when he got the max sentence, there wasn't even a gasp. Like, all right, fuck it. Let's all go home. You know, let's stop somewhere, get something to eat on the way home. There was no reaction anywhere. There was no, there was no love or caring on that side. And you're like, this is what that, this is what this kid turned into because of what he was surrounded by. Right. Nothing. Just avoid just heartless people and, and, um, a kid that made terrible decisions and his mom, the way I feel not only cost her son, his life, her actions cost my son, his life. And last night we came home. We were, well, yesterday afternoon we came home. We were all tired of shit. It just took a lot out of us. I think we all just fell asleep for a couple hours. And then you called me. I was too exhausted to even nah, yeah, talk to you okay. yesterday. I knew you were good. But, um, that was that was the day. That was how it went. Um, a good part of me is, and my wife feels the same way. We're glad that the court being pushed off is finally over. You know, but do I feel any better this morning than I did last week? Not at all. Did still same same moments of being. Um, you know, I'm going to go through the rest of my life without my son, and um, and it's devastating for all of us. And there that's is, that's where we're at. Yeah, there is no closure. You know, people no. people said, ah, you know, I got to stop doesn't change anything no it doesn't change anything that 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 page gets turned okay but we're still you know there's there's memories everywhere there's and we're in the house where it happened and we're in the house where his energy is felt we have a couch down here in this room where he would sit and just hang out and do shit. His picture's right next to me on the right. Like, it's just, I, you don't, man, like, it, it, the pain is there. Listen, here's what we're going to do tonight. What we're going to do tonight is we're going to thank Brian Curry. We're going to thank Dan Williams. We're going to thank Al Taylor. And we're going to thank Kyle Pfluger. And out of love and respect to Jake, I think we call it a night. All right. Good deal. We'll be back on Sunday. Thank you, everybody. Sneaky backstreet door, I laugh so hard I can't.